0: Welcome to Morgan the Asked For Podcast. Trevor and I want to thank you for listening. Please help us spread the word to your friends and family by telling them to give us a listen. Another way to help the podcast is by subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your favorite podcast player. We cannot thank you enough for listening, and we really appreciate it. Welcome to this edition of Morgan You Asked For a podcast Super Bowl recap a little bit different Monday night here just the day after the Super Bowl and this will be our only episode for two weeks I'm going on vacation next week so we will not do one uh, Trevor has worked this later this week so uh, today worked out so it might be a couple of weeks before you hear us again but kind of football centric podcast anyway and now we don't have any quote, unquote, real football until August. So, um, but let's just, you know, great game last night between uh, the Bengals and the Rams. Rams comes out, came out on top, three points. That missed extra point, that fumbled extra point did matter to some. Um, I did have the Bengals plus four and a half, so it wouldn't have mattered to me. Uh, But I know some people did get them at four and they, they were able to cover and it would have been a push
1: um, the Bengals did covered, but it would have been a push if they'd have made that extra point. That's right. It would have been a push for those that had them a plus four if they would have made that extra point. And that missed extra point may have uh, motivated the Rams or given the Rams what they needed on that final drive that they had. We can get into that later, but um, that, that may have played a part for better looking back on it. Uh, you never know for sure, but you know, there's some theories on that, that maybe they knew they had to score a touchdown and they were more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, and I 100% agree with that.
0: Your thinking and your play calling and just everything about you know those guys are all A personality people. You don't get there without being a type A personality. They knew what they had to do. And they had to get a touchdown, and your mindset's different if different if you just have to get a field goal. You know first and in, first in eight or whatever it was at the eight-yard line with two minutes, you know, 155 left before they did end up scoring with 125 left. Yeah, you're not trying to necessarily score a touchdown. You just, you're trying not to turn the ball over. You know, you're not going to throw anything remotely close to where it can get picked off. They hadn't been able to run the ball, but you might try to run it another down or two because you want to kick it and tie the game with essentially no time left we saw what happened when you give uh, a team a little bit of time with just a field goal with Kansas city, you know, so against Buffalo. So they were just, you know, like you said, time management's different. All the teams had timeouts and everything. So uh, it would have just been a much different game if it would have been a three-point game. I I completely agree.
1: I'm guessing it goes to overtime. I'm guessing they don't score a touchdown. Yeah. And you know, when the Rams got that, got the ball back with six, I think it was 6-12 by down left, roughly around there. You're, and they have three timeouts. You're thinking, well, there's a chance that they could get two more possessions here. Yeah. But as that drive naturally takes place, and just as a head coach, at some point, you're like, okay, this is it. I mean, yeah. we're going for a touchdown here. And and even if they got stopped on fourth and goal down there, they saw three timeouts. So there's yep. still a chance to get the ball back. But it, certain games like that, you a team gets the ball back with six, seven minutes left. And they turned into a long drive and it just naturally turns into okay, this is it. Yeah, and and I would have
0: to, you know, they got like you're saying, got the ball back with six minutes. I don't know what time was left when you know it was fourth and one where they handed it off to Cooper Cup, you know. Um, maybe About they don't even minutes. go five minutes. Yep. they might they might not even go for that. They might kick it. Um, so yeah, I mean you just you don't make that call, but with being four and you have to get a touchdown, um you know, and, and that's the difference in these younger coaches and with the, the analytics fourth and one is uh depending on where you're at in the field and they were around midfield um, I couldn't tell you exactly I can't remember exactly where they were but they weren't backed up in their own end by any means um they're going for that most of the time and, and that's just the new football and that's where some of these prop bets that came in that we talked about and I know we'll get into them later you know going forward on fourth down where you know somebody other than the quarterback throws a touchdown pass or scores, you know, those were kind, I mean, I'm not going to say any of those are gimmies, but it
1: was like, it wasn't a surprise, you know? Yeah. The fourth down, especially not at all. Speaking of the, all those props that we did, I, I can't remember what all ones you asked me, but I, the one I do remember is Jamar chase over. I think I took over four and a half yards rushing and he had four. So. Right. Oh, there were,
0: there were a lot. Um, I think, uh, Staffers with it, he was under within like, but it was only like six yards. I mean, it was close. Okay. Um, you know, and some of it just depends on where you got, you know, whether it was DraftKings or all of them had within a yard or two. They're all close, but uh, several of them were close, you know. Um, a lot of you know, actually, of all those, do you think Cup deserved the MVP?
1: Well, I don't know. I, if he, I don't know if he did. There's I think Aaron Donald. Well, my initial thought was Aaron Donald was going to win. I did. I did end up betting the last bet I placed before the game was Cup to win MVP. Yeah. Because I I didn't bet any of the quarterbacks, so I had a bunch of Rams players, and I kind of thought to myself, well, that'd be dumb not to have Cup. So I threw 15 bucks on, on him at six to one, but I had 20 nice. bucks on Donald or uh, Aaron Donald at uh, 16 to one. So I was hoping he'd get it. I think the play though that I forgot about, I was like, yeah, Cup had a great game. He did, especially on that last drive. I mean, he mm-hmm. was huge on there. But, again, that fourth down run, I think that factors in. And I I forgot about that at the time. So, that fourth down run, just everything on that drive, I mean, again, I I would like to see Aaron get it, but I understand Cup winning it. And and I don't know
0: how many defensive players have actually won it over the year. You know, Richard Dent did for the, the Bears in 85 and Larry Brown, like we talked about, Larry Brown did for the Cowboys with the pick six.
1: Dexter Jackson.
0: Yep with I think uh, Tampa
1: baby or I can't remember if Ray did yeah, but
0: but not very many I mean it's usually an offensive player uh but just and you know the game flipped in the second half when LA figured out how to get pressure on Burrow I mean that was the game um, they didn't in the first half and then you know obviously the first play uh, of the second half for the Bengals was a tuck you know uh touchdown there on a I don't know you know, I think that's a penalty. I don't think you should be able to do that, but you listen to a lot of people and they say that's not a penalty.
1: It's It didn't change enough or whatever, but I don't know.
0: When I see the head
1: turn like that, yeah, to me, to me it's probably a penalty, but, hey, the, the Bengals got away with one there. Yeah. You know, toward the end of the game, they thought they might have got screwed on a couple. So it, it works both ways. And, you know, bringing that play up, for instance, you know, the Bengals come out, their first offensive play, big touchdown and then I think the very next play for the Rams Stafford threw a pick off uh, yep. one of those young receivers that had to come in and step up because of the OBJ and it felt like them felt like all the momentum was on the Bengals side and the Rams defense stepped up. Yeah, I'd say they, if,
0: if the Bengals wouldn't scored another touchdown there game's over uh, but they did not they had to kick a field goal and I was listening to some people talk today is there that that Bengals kicker have you ever felt more confident in a kicker in your entire life than when he trots out there, those kicks went dead straight down the middle. They were not one yard to the right. They were not one yard to the left.
1: They were all dead straight. There's only two guys that I feel that comfortable with, Minoteri and Tucker. Yeah, That's it. I mean, and, and those, like I said, it's not
0: the, just that he made them. And the LA guy made his too, but they weren't right down the middle, but
1: those for McPherson, they were dead center every single one of them. Yeah, he's again some of this younger generation. We talk about this a lot in golf; they just don't have the fear anymore. No, he hasn't missed one or what? I mean,
0: so I don't exactly, know what is. He didn't miss one in the playoffs. What was his percentage on the year? I I should have looked at that, but I
1: didn't. I'm not even I'm not even sure. I'm I'm sure it's really good though, obviously. Yeah. But he he reminds me of one of those young golfers that we talk about. No yeah. fear, just go out and just drain it and. You you feel almost 100% confident when he's out there. You're right. He's one of those type of type of guys that are a kicker. I mean, it'd have been a shock if he would have missed one or even hit yeah. went close to an
0: upright. Um, well, but, you know, was, let's just kind of review the game. You know, obviously the Rams went right down and scored. Um, you know, I think the game did. OBJ was
1: the man in the first half. I mean, there's really nothing to say about that. They might not yeah. win the game if he gets injured before the. He had two or three big catches. Yeah. If he doesn't have those. Rams might not win the game because their offense changed after he got injured. Yeah, they, they were not near as good. And then,
0: you know, Collinsworth, you know, sometimes gets a bad rap a little bit. I don't, I like him. I think he does a good job. And, and it was tough for him last night with him. You know, we talked about this last podcast with him being a Bengal and being a Bengal for his entire career and playing in the Super Bowl. You know, obviously he wanted the Bengals to win. It was weird having him and then Jack, who would have grown up in Cincinnati and been a Bengals fan uh, on the sideline there uh, for NBC. But he called it. It has to be Cooper Cup. They doubled, It doesn't matter. He had to get open, and he did, and Stafford threw it to him anyway. And that just goes to show you that with today's rules and just the way football is, if with the play calls and the amount of practice that the offensive players do and the route running that he can do, and the arm Stafford has, you cannot stop a good offense. I don't care how good your defense
1: is. Well, as long everybody as guys- knew.
0: Yeah, like, sorry, but everybody knew it was going to him.
1: He was the only one that was going to hurt you, and they still went to him almost every time. Yeah, especially on that last drive, and like you mentioned, it, almost all of it. There was right at the three-minute mark, I think it was Stafford threw that no-look pass, mm-hmm. and if you look, that one of the receivers turns around five or seven yards, and the defender takes a step forward and Stafford knew right away, and he did that no-look sidearm pass. Uh, I didn't quite notice it at the time, but it's one of the best passes ever in Super Bowl. And, but, again, that's all timing. Stafford knew where where cup was going to be. They practiced that. They just – they talk about timing all the time. You hear people in the NFL talk about that. That that play shows what timing is all about. Stafford didn't even have to look. He just nope. threw it, and cup would be there.
0: Yeah, they practiced that play enough, and I think they were talking that – they they would get together at six a.m. every most mornings and work out and and practice together. Now here's what's funny, you know, and, and I and Cup's a great player and everything. Everybody's talking he's a zero star recruit, and, and that's true. But his dad and his grandpa played in the NFL, so he has some genetic. He still has the genetic uh, makeup, and. He won player of the year at FCS and he was a third round draft pick. He's not Tom Brady. That was the sixth round end of the draft. They knew he was good. You know, he might've just been a little bit late developing in high school, but he was a player of the year in the FCS and a third round draft pick. He yeah, isn't, no, he, he isn't a diamond in the rough, like Tom Brady.
1: No, maybe not quite that much. And like you said, he had, his family had NFL experience. So I'm sure he had all the good coaching and the camps that he needed growing up. Third round pick. I liked him coming out. I didn't think he was going to be this good by any no, means. I mean, he, he it was it him and Jerry Rice, only ones that have done this. Um, triple crown Super Bowl MVP. I think uh, I think it took Rice two separate seasons to accomplish it all. I think Cup's the first to ever do it in one year. Okay. I, I believe so. But yeah, those are the only two though. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, I mean, yeah,
0: what he's doing is unbelievable. But to say that he's literally came out of nowhere, I just thought that was kind
1: of funny that. His dad and grandpa played in the NFL. You know? Yeah, they were they were building that up a little bit. Um, you're right, though. He, he didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> he, he was known and a third-round pick, you know, so it wasn't like he was an undrafted free agent or anything. Right. You're right. Yeah, so that, that was just something that kind of
0: caught me like, yeah, I mean, you don't think he's – and you don't think any receiver is going to do this. I mean, really. I mean, I don't care who you are. But, you know, and it came down to, this was a story, was L.A.'s defensive line got to him. And Aaron Aaron Donald, they schemed it where he – you know, the first half they were able to help and chip and get with him. And then in the second half, the Raheem Morris and the defensive staff got him one-on-one, and they couldn't block him.
1: And that that was the game. Somebody said in the second half, Joe Burrow's – or I think it was the second half, but anyway, his last 22 dropbacks – he was sacked six times in those 22 dropbacks. So, again, the Rams made adjustments on defense. Um, you know, right under 10 minutes, I wrote down that Joe Mixon had two really nice runs. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon was averaging 4.8 yards a carry. He was playing good. And then about the eight-minute mark or so, we didn't see much of Joe Mixon the rest of the game. And I thought that was a mistake by the Bengals.
0: I, I did, too, because it was third and one or fourth and one, and it was three runs.
1: Three runs
0: in there. Yeah, and Donald got him. I thought that – I'm with you. I think that was a huge – Mixinger guy. And if you're going to go down, go down with your best. I mean, that's – I've been taught that and I've learned that. You know, just like, you know, that last play, Burrow trying to get – you go to your best players. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, But you can't go down. And just – I mean, you look at the Rams. They were throwing it to cup. And Mm -hmm. that was it. If it didn't work, they were going to lose the football game. You know, fourth and one, they hand, who did they hand it to? They couldn't run the ball all game. Acres couldn't get anything. So, okay, we can't go to Acres. Who do we go to? And, and that play, that is a scary play to call because it works and, and it like what happened there. But if one guy misses their block, it's a three yard loss and you lose the football game. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was able to make a guy miss to get like eight yards and he didn't need eight, but, uh, but that is a scary call. Uh, but again, you're just putting your trust in your best guys and, and it worked out for the Rams and, and it didn't for, um, I don't know who it was, but, and I, and it was probably maybe second to last drive or third to last drive that it was like third and seven. And I don't know if you would have got the first down, but Burrow hits one of their guys right in the hands. And it, it was, it was, first, it was his first drop of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't know if he gets the first down, but it's going to be a decision to be made because it's either going to be a first down or fourth and very short. Um, and that was a tough and people forget about plays like that. But as a coach, I just I saw that in first drop of the year, and I'm like, oh man, that's gonna come back. And it did, and they were never able to uh, threaten again.
1: You're right. I had that written down. It was at 620. Okay. Tyler Boyd, first drop of the year. And you're right, it either would have been a first down or it would have been a decision. And that's that's a big play in the game that you know it's easy to forget about, but that's a momentum play. Now the Rams are like okay, we got a break. Yep. And when we've talked about to win a super bowl, even to get one, you have to get breaks throughout the year, whether it's injuries, a fumble goes your way. This was a, a player made a mistake, he dropped the ball, and now you're getting the ball back. I mean, and, and it was a opposite. class,
0: and it was a classic. They showed the replay, it was 1000 percent He turned his head upfield looking because he, he knew it was gonna be close. I mean, it was one of those. Everybody knew it was right around the sticks. If he could make one guy miss and get half a yard, it was going to be a first down. If he got stuck right there, it was going to be short. And, and he knew it, and he just looked up, seeing what he could do
1: to get that first down, and, and he dropped it. I mean, it was you could just see it on the replay. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for him. And, you know, going back to what you said about P. Ryan and Mixon, and that was on the final drive. That was at that third and one. They're lined up in shotgun, and, and he is their third down back. So you almost wonder if Taylor overthought it and thought, okay, let's line up in shotgun. They know we're probably, it's two down territory here. Maybe we'll catch them thinking that we're going to throw it because they've been throwing a lot. Right. Tried to sneak it up there with a draw. Didn't work. I'm with you. Put Mixon in the game, get the yard because Mixon was, he was winning more than he was losing his right. battles in that game. Now, so I, do you think uh, Burrow
0: is actually hurt? I think he could be. It didn't look good. That knee did not look good when he got hit. And he yelled really loud. You could see it. Um, now he wasn't coming out of that game, and I get it. Uh, but
1: I think he could be hurt. Yeah, he could be there. There might be some damage there that they don't want to release, but eventually it'll get out if there is. Right. And again, go, we talked about the chase pick. It was the right pick. Now looking back, I mean, they made the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. But through free agent, they're going to have the third most cap space I think this year, somewhere in there. After. They need they need a backup quarterback. Both both of these teams. Does, do not have backup quarterbacks. No, and but for for the Bengals especially, bring in a vet, another veteran offensive lineman. They got Riley Reef there. I don't know if he'll yeah. be back or not. Even if it's a guy that's going to be a minimal starter, a backup, a, a re- locker room presence type of guy. And then you got to draft two or three guys in the draft. And you got all the weapons you need. You've got nice pieces on defense. Defense yes. showed up. They proved it. Well, it's And they fun. talked about how in the
0: last two years, seven of the 11 starters are new. And Because they knew when, when Taylor got the job, they weren't good on defense. And they, they've done a good job of drafting, and they went and
1: got free agents. and Yeah, so f- fix the O-line because it was at Rich Eisen. I was listening to him a little bit ago on the drive, and you saw some Bengals fans as he was walking out of the stadium. And the Bengals fans like, well, what do you think? What do you think of the game? And Rich was like, the only thing that matters is you've got the guy. You've got a guy at quarterback. That's all that matters. That's the toughest thing in this league to find. He's like, now just protect him and you'll have 15 years of good football to watch. Right. Yeah. I mean, okay,
0: so you, you think about, like, the Bengals. Last 30 years, they've been horrible. And, I mean, not that Joe Burrow is going to be Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't have those skills, but think if he plays like that, you know, win the division a lot, one Super Bowl, got to another, you know, whatever, NFC, AFC championship games. Mangles sign up for that right now, but you have to protect him, you know, because that's the thing that Rogers has not been hurt.
1: I mean, that's why he's been successful. Yeah. I mean, you can be the most talented player there is, but you gotta, you gotta be out there to play. And I think they said counting the playoffs or something, Burrow was sacked like 70 to 80 times this Mm -hmm. year. So way too many, you know, I'm sure a few of those are on him for holding the ball too long, but it's clear the offensive line's a problem and, that's got to be the number one issue. And I'm, I'm sure the Bengals realize that.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that last play, and, and and a little bit of this is on the Bengals O-line coach and offensive staff, you cannot leave Donald one-on-one with the, with the season on the Super Bowl on the line. You have to double-team him. If, you know, Floyd or somebody else gets, you, you say, okay, they got us. But I just, you can't let Donald do it. You cannot.
1: No, you got you to gotta do something to help him out there. The, the thing I liked on last play is as Burrow's getting sacked, he knows this is the game. Yeah. He, still, he still got the ball out, and that was only a foot or two away from being. That's,
0: that's what I was going to say. It wasn't
1: that far away from being a completed pass.
0: I mean, it, he just got turned a little bit, but, you know, kind of like, you know, Mahomes left-handed, you know, He was giving it his all. He, he saw the play in his head. He just wasn't physically able to do it. Uh, But I was impressed by that too. I I agree. It wasn't that far off, even as bad as that play was,
1: it almost was made. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that Taylor Howard and I always hate, especially the last play of the game, whether it's a kick return or a team just has to pitch the ball around, you know, hooking ladders. You always think the guy just gets tackled. (laughs) It's like, it's the last play of the game. Just toss the ball backwards or fumble. What's the worst that's going to happen? You lose by another touchdown. If they run it back, like, it's it's the game's on the line. Like, you get rid of the ball. Whatever happens, happens. Maybe you get a lucky tip. Someone catches it. Someone picks it up. And that's what I liked about Burrow. He understood, like, this is the game. I at least have to get rid of the ball and hope to get lucky. And he right. almost did.
0: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it wasn't very far off. No, but overall, good game. Great playoff. I mean, I think. You could, I mean, by far and away, this is the best playoffs you've seen in the NFL. And I was listening to some people talk today that this is why all the NFL teams are worth billions of dollars. Because every team is worth it. You know, you can make an argument that in the NBA or MLB, yes, the top teams are worth that, like the Lakers and the Yankees. But, you know, the Marlins or the Timberwolves or... They are not. They're, you know, teams that just struggle are not worth that money because they aren't going to win. They aren't going to commit. And the NFL and it, it's the way they do things. That, I mean, you can say what you want, contracts aren't guaranteed. So you can sign somebody for whatever, cut them tomorrow, and you're only out a certain amount of dollars. And they equal revenue share, which is huge, unlike the other you know, that's baseball's problem. I mean, that, that, that's baseball's problem right there. The Yankees get this amount of money and the Twins get this amount of money. You know, it's not the same. Um, no matter It just depends on what market you're in. Green Bay, smallest market, makes just as much money as the Dallas Cowboys, the most, you know, watch team or the New York Giants or, you know, the big time markets. And that is why the NFL is more successful than all the others. And it's really not close.
1: It's the League of Hope kind of. I mean, yeah. We, we most of the teams that we thought were gonna be good this year were a couple surprises, but again, if, if you would have asked me before the season, I, I probably would have said, you know, the Rams are probably my third pick in the NFC. Yeah. But the AFC, the Bengals, I would have had I would have had them ahead of the Jags, the Texans, and the Jets. But I don't Ooh, know. How you you have, wouldn't have had them in the playoffs at all, would you? Have? No, well, I mean if you said maybe they made the playoffs, I'd, I'd still be surprised, but I probably wouldn't have picked them myself. No, I wouldn't <laughs> have had them in the playoff. I'd have had the Browns in the playoffs before then. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're asking me to list the teams in order of who makes a Super Bowl in the AFC, I probably would have had the Bengals like 11th or 12th right. in the AFC. Just if I'm being totally honest, I think most people would say the same. Yeah, I, I agree completely. So that's, but that's the good thing about the NFL now. We talked about it last episode. If, if you get the quarterback right and some pieces, you could flip a switch in one year, basically, maybe two. And that, that puts a lot of heat on the, the GMs and the coaches to get it done quickly. And the Rams, you know, people saying they're mortgaging away their future and it's, it's not going to work. Well, they, they, it worked. Work. Yeah. You won a Super Bowl. That's what
0: you, and this is where, you know, the NFL is and really all sports. Yes. You know, and everybody's talking about like Joe Burrow. Well, he's got 15 years. He'll win another one. Well, You don't know, and we talked about this. You have to take advantage, and Zach Taylor talked about this after the game. We did take advantage of our opportunity. You don't know if you're going to get back. The Rams don't, you know, like you said, Odell Beckham Jr. gets hurt. I mean, I don't know this. I don't even know if it's came out, but it looked like an ACL. I mean, just everything. I believe they said it it is. I don't know if it's
1: for sure confirmed. but But that's what it
0: looked like. The turf monster got him. Classic. Looked like the ACL. Um, but say that happens in the NFC championship game and he can't play, you know, you, you, you know, you don't know that. And so, uh, or, you know, Stafford gets hurt first game of the year next year, you know, they're going to be one of the favorites to go back. I mean, they get most of their guys back. Um, you know, the one thing is, is Donald serious about retiring and it, and is that going to start becoming a thing where people only play, eight to 10 years and just call it quits because of the physical nature of football and just the amount of money these guys are making. If they're smart with their money at all and they play for 10 years, they don't ever need to do anything again in their entire life. Or, you know, I think, you know, everybody gives crap to, you know, dumb football players. I think it's getting less and less that the guys that actually make it. Most of them are, great people and smart and know what they want to do and you know like Donald you know they can have careers and invest and, and do tv or do whatever they want for the next 40 years instead of playing another 10 years of football
1: I, I don't know how serious he is I mean I'd be more shocked if he does retire well I, I but, would too but
0: you know that yeah was you're time. right
1: I mean I think we talked about this in the past maybe like a year ago yeah, you're, you're going to see more players who are smart with their money and uh, have other interests in life, retiring at 30, 31, 32, saying, I, I did enough, I've got my money, I've got business ideas, I've got sponsors, I've got people that I know in my circle that we've got ideas, and they run with that, and they they make a living off of doing that, maybe announcing games, uh, something where they don't have to go to year almost year-round taking care of their body, yeah. training, uh, things like that, so... Yeah, I think we'll see more of it. I know some Sean McVay stuff came out, too. Most people believe he's just looking for a, a big contract from the Rams. So right. I think he deserves it. Uh, but, Les Snead deserves it. So Yeah, you, you think about like him. I mean, he's 36. And, and
0: he's not – I mean, you know, he can co- – say he coaches until he's 70. That's another 34 years. And he's already been a head coach for four and been to two Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, I, I I think he keeps coaching. Um, at least my Stafford's there. Uh, speaking of Stafford, I just wanted to get your opinion on this. I kind of wrote down some stats. Um, a lot of people are saying now he's he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Um, me, I'm. He's not. He's not a lock. He's not a lock, and I, I think he took it he took the biggest step he could have taken in his career. That this did, but I still need to see a little bit more, in my opinion. But I wrote this down if he plays four more years, which I think is pretty realistic, and let's say he throws for 4,000 yards each season and 35 touchdowns, which he did more than that this year, but that's just being conservative, that put him between fifth and seventh all-time on yards and touchdowns. And the touchdowns is a big one and a Super Bowl ring. So, I mean, he's going to have an argument if he plays four more years. I, I think what most people would want to see is – Obviously, get back to the playoffs. I don't need to see him get back to the Super Bowl. No, I, he, he needs to team. win.
0: He needs to win. He needs to, um, win get, some to the, get to, the, you know, like go to the playoffs every year he plays, left, um, you know, win some, win, game, win some games in the playoffs. I don't even think it's so much about yards and touchdowns anymore. Um, he's done that enough. I think he just needs to win. It, it's all about winning now, um, and, and win important games. Because that's what he didn't do in Detroit. He has to win important games and maybe win some games
1: he's not supposed to win. Yeah. uh, Monday night games, uh, Mm -hmm. primetime games, win, you know, three, four, five more playoff games, get to another NFC championship game. No, I agree with you. The stats don't really matter as much to me. He's going to have that. I mean, just NFL quarterbacks. Look at that, though.
0: Yeah. NFL quarterbacks, if if you start every game and you have a good team, you're going to throw for over 4,000 yards and over 30 touchdowns. This is what you're going to do. It's just NFL today, um, yeah. And when you do that, this in this, the time period that he has played in the NFL is the best time to be a quarterback in the history of the NFL. So he's going to be right there uh, with stats. But
1: he has to win. Yeah, he has to win. I, the last thing I want to say about Stafford is again they they were they had their number one receiver in that game, and I think they were down to their fourth and fifth string receivers mm-hmm. and their third string tight end. So I thought what he did on that final drive, even though it was mostly Cup, there were other guys that were involved. were yeah, that third, was that was it. That third tight end that had
0: no catches on the year, or maybe like two. Yeah, and he had four or five, he
1: had in the four or five, five catches last night. So, so, and you know those guys they get reps, but, right? But the timing and the the trust isn't there with like a Cup and an OBJ or even Van Jefferson. So I, I, I just thought it was really impressive what Stafford did, and I remember thinking. Everything that he dealt with in Detroit, there's probably no quarterback that could have handled this better or been like, "Yeah, no big deal." I mean, I've been through worse than this. Yeah, and he, had, I mean, he always had good receivers in Detroit. Right, He always he that.
0: always had a good one. Calvin was
1: a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, as good as there but is. But just the odds are stacked against me. Like, yeah. oh, I'll make something happen. And again, that no look pass just—that's one of the best plays in Super Bowl history, in my opinion. It, it's maybe not the best, but it's up there with some of the best. Right.
0: You know and another you know just interesting thing about Stafford high school teammates with Clayton Kershaw that, that's yeah. two, that's two uh, pretty good uh, baseball football I don't. I don't know if Clayton Kershaw played football uh, I know Stafford played baseball with him um, I would assume he did but they played at one of those elite Texas he's from the Dallas area might be South Lake or Austin uh, might be that South Lake uh, but yeah. Uh, not, not too bad. Uh, they were the same
1: class teammates. Two pretty good arms there. Yeah. But yeah, that's who, who was it? Uh, he's on ESPN now. He's kind of famous, but he was Stafford's backup for a while. He was famous for running out of bounds in the back of the end zone, the quarterback. Oh, Dan, or last year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He was saying that Stafford's actually, and you can kind of tell he's a pretty quiet guy. Like he's kind of a, he has his inner circle, his friends, he trusts, but it's just weird. Cause You know, a lot of quarterbacks have a big personality, but it seemed like he was just everything he'd been through. He was just ready for that situation. Again, that final drive, it was like he's been through a lot of shit in his career. So it wasn't that big of a deal, even though it really was. I agree. But this overall great game,
0: great NFL season, you know, great college season. Uh, You know, kind of of weird, um, you know, uh, kind of last thing on the Super Bowl. What did you think of the halftime show?
1: I loved it. It brought me back
0: I did, too. I I mean, it was straight, you know, every word, every song. It was straight out of mid-90s, early 2000s, right when I was in high school and college. Had all those
1: CDs, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I wish
0: wish Eminem would have done the two songs instead of just the one.
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, too. But it just reminded me of, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s, burning CDs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you put
0: that on Facebook and it's straight up lime wire stealing and then your computer shuts down for four days because it's got every virus known to man. <laughs> yep, yep, that, that happened more than it, it,
1: once. And it, it takes two days to download a song. And <laughs> I remember those days where you had to connect dialing up, and if somebody called your home, you'd yeah. lose and you'd lose the download. Yeah, so, like son of a gun. Yeah. yeah. I I was like a lot of people I had thousands of songs downloaded and i was the guy that always used to burn cds yep. for everybody in our class and i used to go through those hundred packs i mean by month i mean it didn't matter i'd, I'd almost burn a new cd two or three times a week just for myself to have right. in the car so i'd find i'd find two or three new songs i liked i'm like well i gotta add those to mix with these songs that i already like right and you just keep making cds over and over again so it was i thought it was a great halftime show I'm glad i had it written down i was hoping you'd ask but i i really enjoyed
0: it I did too. I, I, I really liked it. I'm not going to say it's like the best ever, uh, but right. it's right up there uh, with Prince. I remember Michael Jackson in the early 2000s. That was yeah, a Prince really good – Prince is probably – Prince would be I, tough to beat. I, I liked Prince. I liked Prince. Um, and then just, you know, singing November Rain in the rain. uh um, right. And then him dying relatively soon after that. Um, and just,
1: yeah, he was really good. This was the best in recent memory, I would say. Right but it, it was a, it was a really good one. Um, I didn't know if there's anything else you wanted to cover about the game. I mean, I think you were kind of wrapping it up there. Been like yeah. a great season. Uh, well, you said you're going on, where are you going on vacation in Florida? Uh, Disney. Disney. Okay. Yeah. You got the fast passes ready to go.
0: Oh yeah. We got all that stuff and we're going to universal and we got all the, yeah, we're going to cut right to the front of the line and we're going to go have fun down there and and our buddy Zach's going to be there too. I don't know if we're at the same parks, the same days, but he's. I was okay. talking to him yesterday on his birthday and everything. He's going to be down there, and, um, so I don't know if we'll run into each other. It's those are big places, even if we are at the same place. And uh, but I looked at the weather; it's going to be like eighty-five degrees. That'll be nice. And
1: oh, well, that that'll be good. I hope you guys have a good time. And then, you know, when you get back, like I said, we'll uh, we'll do combine, draft, free agency, and then, uh, you know mid-March or whatever it is I know that's when March Madness is kind of going to start I was thinking you might, might want to have Zach or Tass on for that one because I haven't paid a, not one bit of attention to basketball season so I mean I've yeah. watched Iowa
0: State but they've lost four in a row and it, it's not trending the correct way for the Cyclones right now and uh, yeah I'm just it's college basketball isn't what it used to be um, there's no great teams I just don't think there's great players I think Somebody has to do they they uh they have the option to not go to college now they go to that nba g league or whatever for a year and get paid like three hundred thousand dollars and um and and i really think all this covid and like everybody coming back that some of the young kids are uh they get there and they go but they're not playing as much and there's no like star you know like Zion Williamson, where everybody knew he was coming in, he is the best, you know, you just don't hear that. And, you know, like the last two years, like the number one player has been at Gonzaga, which is great. And I understand like, you know, if I'm a player and Gonzaga wants me, I'm looking at them. And I mean, I have no problem by going there, but it's just, it's not Duke or, you know, Carolina is not what it usually is. Uh, Duke's pretty good, but it, it's, it's not the same teams. It's, you know, Kansas, I'm watching, they're on right now. They're winning by 26. They're six. But, you know, they don't have the Joel Embiid or, you know, uh, Wiggins. Or, you know, they don't have the number one draft pick. Um, the draft picks are kind of weird right now. They're not, they're at Gonzaga. They're overseas or at this G League Ignite. Uh, yeah,
1: they're, they're, they're not at the big time programs now. Well, if you do want to do one, think about those guys because yeah. there's going to be more today. But I know we'll, uh, the one good thing is once the draft and all that stuff's done, uh, we'll obviously do the masters in between, but then we'll, yep. we'll have some. Uh, we we'll have like three or four golf tournaments that we can at least talk about during the uh, dead time of football to to kind of keep us entertained. And uh, speaking of golf, right before we get off here, I'm sure you saw the hole in ones at the waste management. That, and that, that's so
0: fun. I think I think it'd be really fun to go to that tournament. We've kind of talked in our chat kind of about, uh, but just everybody throwing beers. It's, I mean, how cool is that? And and booing and cheering and and you know, I'm kind of a traditional, I get it quiet and stuff, but for that one weekend a year where everybody knows that that's, what's going to happen. One whole one weekend yep. a year. Yep. And it's, yeah. And, and the guy's taking the shirts off Higgins and, uh, whatever his name is, Hell or whatever. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. having fun kind of remind me of the Ryder cup, you know, where, you know, Justin. T- now it's a little different. Cause he wasn't playing, chugging a beer and throwing, you know, guys throwing beers down to him and stuff. Um, like I said I'd go I'd go to the Ryder Cup every time that you could. And, and it looks to me like this would be another one that I'd go to in a
1: heartbeat. Well, we'll we'll have golf to talk about to keep us entertained, and maybe we'll need to discuss maybe a group of us getting down there one of these years for at least a day or two if, if we right. could. Yeah, it would be if fun. We'd have stuff to go do besides that. So
0: oh absolutely. So and I, I think. And not maybe next year, but the year after that, the Super Bowl is actually in Scottsdale. I think um, it's
1: next year. Is it I next even, year? Yeah. And then so that's – I
0: mean, so it would be – I mean, think about that town that weekend.
1: <laughs> and I don't know if we have enough money combined to even – I, I don't
0: I, – I, I'm out on that one because I can't afford any of that
1: really. But <laughs> we'd have to stay like an hour out of town at some Airbnb, Airbnb or something. We're going to have to camp at the Grand Canyon. Hey, well, we can see the Grand Canyon too while we're at. So a three for one there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but
0: uh, nope, very good, Trev. Um, have fun out in, U- you're in
1: Utah now? I'm in Grand Junction tonight, okay. but I'll be in Utah tomorrow for a few days with the boss, seeing customers, and then, yeah, I was thinking I'll have to uh, come up with a list of all the places that I've been when we've done these and maybe see if I could pick out the weirdest town or <laughs> place i've been where we've done one of
0: these because we've done a lot now yeah absolutely so no everybody thanks for listening Uh, i know this one's kind of short but it's really you know not a ton of sports olympics on i don't watch very much of it uh college basketball is maybe heating up a little bit but uh football's over till august so you know uh we'll talk about uh you know college spring ball and the combine and all that stuff coming up here in a couple weeks all right. It was a
1: good year, Morg. Thanks for everyone for listening, and uh, we'll talk in a couple of weeks. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, Trev. Bye.